here's a quote from this month's guest that was first recorded quite a few years ago when his career was just getting started. After the initial success of a song called Raymond, Brett Eldridge had to wait a bit before really being able to show what he could do as a singer and a songwriter. Well, it was just after that period that he said, the biggest challenge for any new artist is, I think, patience. And even though he's a new artist no longer, with a string of number one songs and a new album out this month, Brett Eldridge is still grappling with patience. We talk with him about that and a lot more on this month's Write You a Song. I'm Tom Maley. Thanks, as always, for checking out the podcast. If you have a minute, share it with others and leave a rating. Got to give a big shout-out to my program director, Joey Tack, and Justin Newell with WMG for working together to make this month's podcast happen. Brett Eldridge is a busy guy, but I was hoping to get him because I think it's important to include not just songwriters on this show, but singer-songwriters, and we've had a few good ones so far. Brandy Clark, Ashley McBride, Chris Jansen, Lindsay L. Of them, Brett has had the most success and the highest profile so far. Two of his albums have reached the top-selling spot on the billboard charts five singles have gone number one several others top five songs that have been absolute staples on country radio the past several years But it's taken a lot of work on both his craft and himself to get to this point. And patience, too. Brad Eldridge, welcome to Write You a Song. Thank you so much. Congratulations on two things. Um, your first album, what, four years, three years coming out this month? And, yeah. And then uh, just last month, you completed uh, your first half marathon. Bravo. Yes, uh, it, it's it's a lot of a lot of new things going on right now. I'm excited, <laughs> <laughs> but that's one of the cool things about you, and I think that's one of the things that I'm guessing drives your creative process. Is you seem to be a guy who's interested in a lot of things. You don't like to sit still. No, yeah, it's tough for me. Um, I uh, I'm always looking for that thing. So with running here recently, um, I was never really a runner, and then I. Like, you know what? This quarantine is here. It's going to be a tough time for a lot of people. Um, and it's going to be tough on, on my mind. But if I find something to find resilience with and lean into those hard times and when your mind, you know, I wanted to do it for the mental aspect of every bit as much as the, uh, the running part and the, and the physical endurance of it too, as well. So yeah, I'm always looking for something to try and, and, uh, glad I tried that. And now I'm looking for the next thing. <laughs> Have you always been that way, um, just kind of searching for, for things to do to, to keep you busy? Um, Not necessarily to keep you busy, but just because you want to go have, you, you want to have fun. You want to have new experiences. Yeah, well, you know, I think it's whenever I find myself getting in a comfortable place in life, it's like, I feel like there's something wrong a little bit. I mean, not like a comfortable place, but like overly comfortable. If you stay in that comfort zone, you're not, that's usually when I I know that, my brain needs to needs to push, um, push in a way where it's you know 
get get back to living. And, and I've been somebody who's had anxiety struggles through the years. And and uh, I think like a lot as, as I've learned through the process, I'm a, a large amount of people the same. But I but I I wanted to figure out ways to to deal with that. And and for me, it's it's always pushing pushing through the 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 comfort zone and and uh, and through the fear and and stuff like that. So I, I do a lot of I do a lot of things to get myself out there, and usually when I get out there, it's it's uh, it's when I feel the most alive. So that's, you're, that's where I'm going. You're an extremely creative guy. Do you think creativity and that anxiety are linked in some way? They go hand in hand in some way. Oh, I think for sure. I mean, yeah, because I mean, anxiety is a lot, mostly a lot just thoughts. You know, it's just thoughts raging through your mind, and I, you know, it also I think anxiety has also fueled my songwriting too. So I mean, I, I don't like. I don't uh, think you have to befriend the anxiety, I guess, more than just be like, oh, I, I have anxiety or something. It's like, well, no, I don't have it. You know, it's like everybody has worries and thoughts and everything. It's how you how you have your relationship with them. So I'm 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 always kind of all over the place when I'm writing songs and my mind's in a bunch of different places. But if I'm bouncing back and forth and and uh, I usually writing with me probably is a little bit maddening. I, I think the guy, the people that I work well with the most are the ones that kind of stick with me and, and realize that we might be writing five different songs in one session. Which <laughs> <happened>. <laughs> yeah. And you talk because about I'm how sometimes just, it, you need your co- co-writers to, to kind of reel you in. And I want to get oh, to that. Absolutely. But I mean, I, I, I usually have a lot of ideas and a lot of things that are turning in my mind, but um, I will go down a road where, you know, we're writing something and I'm sure they're thinking, Oh man, we got like a verse and a course we're on the way. I'd be like, you know, I'm not feeling. I have this other idea right here, <laughs> or I wouldn't even say I'm not feeling. I just start singing this other melody, and then we're on to another song. Or, you know, some people are like, well, you know, let's stick to this. Well, it's like if I'm if I'm not feeling it, then I'm wasting both of our time. And I think I have to get through those, and I have to push through those songs a little bit, and to, and to try them first. And then if it's like trying on clothes, you know, for me, it's I gotta I gotta walk around in a little bit. I gotta feel it. And if 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 I'm feeling like I'm um, trying too hard that I'm wearing some fad clothing. You know what I mean? It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm throwing on something that doesn't fit me. I'm throwing on something that's that's just not me. And, and I think I have to try all those different songs out. And usually, um, you know, there's a lot of my friends, you know, and writers that have that have uh, either like to write that way or are very patient and they stick with me. And we end up getting something, you know, special that we all connect on and. And, uh, you know, I'm like, now my heart is fully in this song and, uh, and I might have a lot of thoughts running around up in there, but, but, uh, the right one seems to lock in place with where the direction I want to go. And I think a lot of that's knowing who you are as an artist and, and figuring that out. And that's, I've had to really learn that through the years of, um, how to be like, you know what, I'm wasting both of our times. If I try to write this kind of song that sounds, you know, cause somebody wants to hear a song that sounds like you know, whatever, some other song, you know, and this, this song on the radio, I want one that sounds like this. Somebody would say, we should write something like that. I'd be like, well, no, that, that's not the route I like to go with it. Cause if I'm being honest, it's, it's not, it's not going to be fully, truly who I am as an artist. So, um, it, you, I just got to find that thing and then chase it down. It, it sounds like a real manic process. It also sounds kind of chaotic. Are you a- ever able to, like you said, sometimes you'll throw out four or five ideas that could all be songs. Do you then, are you able to wait a little while for all of that to kind of percolate or settle 
and then go back yeah. and take a look at it with with a much calmer pair of eyes. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, a Scooter Caruso who I've written. I want to be that song with him. I wrote Mean to Me with him. I wrote uh, three new songs on my new album with him. I've written a lot of songs with him. He he's a marinator <laughs> of all writers. <laughs> mm-hmm. He will. He wants to write a song and he wants to spend days on it. Um, and so he's learned with me that we can bounce around those songs. And then when we get to that idea, then I'm like, all right, this is the guy to do it with. I can have, I can put the whole core of this song and kind of get, get down to the heart of it. And then he's going to go marinate on it for a while and get some ways to help me reel it in. Mm. Um, and he's really good at that. And he'll go, he that's his favorite thing is to go away and, and come back with, you know, I want to be that song. I had that idea before I went on stage in uh, Kansas I was in Kansas at a, a speedway there for a NASCAR race, and I was singing in front of this huge crowd. And put my my inner monitors in, about to go on stage, and I pull one out, and I said, "Man, I want to write a song called Want to Be That Song." And then I walked on stage, <laughs> and I didn't hear, I didn't see him for like six months after that. The radio in a sundress, making my world all a mess. Back corner of a cornfield, bottle tops and a true spit. Pull the lever, lay the seat back, laughing. You slipping off your shoes while the dashboard speakers sing every word of night moves. I wanna be that song that gets you high, makes you dance, makes you fall. That melody rewinds years, wants disappear, makes time stall. And uh, you said, you remember, remember that one of that song idea you had? Well, here's some ideas for it. And then you're kidding. And then next thing you know, we're we're in it, you know. And he's got all these cool lines and and things. And then I, you know, and we we start collaborating, you know. But there's always different ways we do it. But I like I like locking it in with him and 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 going through the ideas and then find that one. And this will both we'll both spend several different sessions on it, and we'll get together and we'll we'll come up with different lines, and he'll have lines, and I'll. I'll, I'll tweak that, and you know, just it's it's fun. It's a really cool process. I read that uh, Mean to Me was kind of written the same way, right? Over several sessions? Yes, Mean to Me was the same. Pretty much every, pretty much every song I write with him, um, everybody's different. Some people all write a song in two hours. Um, but with him, I'm not a real patient person, but I've learned to be patient um, in the right situations. And that's one of them with him because I know what, you know, ends up becoming the outcome of it. If mine could be the name the change is yours, the wine in your glass, Swing on your porch, the dollar in your pocket, and the peaceful in your sleep. Then I'd be what you mean to me. Standing here, watching you 
perfect's what you see, then I'd be what you mean to me. And that is one of the questions I have written down almost exactly. Is it hard, Brett Eldridge, to be patient and creative? Yes. Huh. Um, you get that little uh, morsel, you get that little hit of rush of excitement when you get a song you just want to be done because you're so excited and you and uh, you know it's going to be great and then if you rush it you i've rushed some great ideas many times and you end up getting done with the song you're like man i i I felt really excited about that beginning and now i don't think i'm there at the end and i think um i think being patient and learning that patience of of uh, not selling yourself short and and uh, just finishing the song to finish it because you're excited, but to uh, take the time with it and uh, and make it to where you know you, you can you can also overwork a song to death. I think when you know the idea is right and the song is right, you give it the time and the space, and and uh, usually different things will pop out to you. Oh, maybe I maybe I can work on this little spot a little more, and um, I think that's important um, sometimes and not always. Like I said, sometimes impatience is great on songs if it's just flowing and you're in the flow then you just capture that that moment whether it's an hour or two and you just stay in it but uh sometimes the big ideas gotta finesse them a little bit um with the other songwriters i've talked with on here we talked a lot about melody and lyrics one thing that um that you mentioned that i haven't talked to any songwriters about and it's super important to you is phrasing talk about first of all just i mean what exactly that means phrasing and and how kind of frank sinatra helped you kind of develop your 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 thoughts on that um phrasing is is something i think i I don't think about it as much as i just do it um and that's the reason i say that because i started out as a singer before i was a songwriter i was growing up listening to sinatra and ray charles and all these guys that leave you hanging on every word the summer wind Came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me, Georgia, Georgia. The whole day through. Just an old sweet song Keeps Georgia on my mind Georgia on my mind I said a Georgia Like, you're, you're hooked on every word, the way they phrase it, and the way they... Georgia it's just uh, it's a... It's a craft that um, I think you have to feel, and you have to really listen, and I think... Once you get your own phrasing, it just becomes part of who you are. And I think um, that's why, you know, some writers, you can you can hear a song and you can hear their phrasing and you don't even know the writer. You don't even know who's the writer on the song, but you can tell. I can guess a lot of the time just by certain writers I know and stuff. That's part of your identity. And I think um, learning from others' identities and, and how they did it and kind of shaping it into mind by listening and by, by writing, um, I think phrasing is everything and it's your... It's your identity. Is that one of the reasons you prefer to be a singer-songwriter? Because you know what's best for you? I think I think so, because, you know, I, I think there are incredible 
songs out there to be cut, written by other artists. And uh, I've only not written two songs on any of my albums. One of them happens to be on this album, and the other one was on uh, the Bring You Back album, the title track. Um, and sometimes there's one that just, you know, that person is right in your wheelhouse of how they, the song you can hear yourself singing. And I think every artist who's mainly a songwriter gets lucky to, to hear those sometimes and be like, man, that song felt like it was written for me, you know, like Miranda with the house that built me or something. You know, I felt like mm-hmm. that song was, I know she didn't write it. It feels like she did. And well, but for me, yeah, writing, writing for myself, um, isn't because I need to, to feel the gratification of, Oh, I wrote everything. I'm an artist. So you know, it's for me, it's like, this is just my identity. This is, this is how I know I can tell a story and it's fully my story and it's walking the way that I walk and talking the way I talk. And I think that's, that's where phrasing becomes very important and, and writing my own songs and, and my own melodies and stuff. Um, that, that identity is huge for me. Give me one song where the phrasing is like, if you were going to point to one song and go, yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. What would be the song for you? Um, I think there's, there's several on this album, and I mean, but the ones that um, from past albums, there's a song called The Reason that I would say uh, has a lot of um, inflections in the verses. Sitting at the bar, telling fairy tales, pouring whiskey in, wishing words. Feeling sorry for myself There's only one person in this world That can save me from myself So I pick up the phone Pray that you're home I'm all alone Saying the reason I called you drunk Is I need your love So bad, so bad it hurts Baby, it's worth Saying the reason I stay messed up is I need your love so bad, so bad. You can hear it's way different of course. The course is more more spread out and, and uh sing along you, but in the verse it's uh it's very much uh unique to kind of my phrasing a little bit. And then in one Mississippi, I say it was another one. And the reason I say that, I didn't even know Tom Douglas when I walked in the room to write that song. And it was so uncomfortable for me because I'm kind of shy. I'm not kind of comfortable, but I was such a big fan of his that I walked in the room. I'm like, I just started singing. <laughs> and I think when you, sh- you give yourself permission to show up in a room and just start singing, and that's, that's when I can be myself the most. And uh, the way that the, the melody spread out... Um, on that song um, from the verse to the chorus is uh, is very much my type of phrasing. And, and uh, I think writing on piano a lot gives me that opportunity. And, and that's why I love writing with Tom. It gives me that space to kind of dance around a little bit. And, and, uh, and so One Mississippi would be one for sure. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, counting down the seconds, standing in the wreckage of love. On a cold gray Jackson dawn Oh, I just can't watch this show Can't stop this I keep waiting Your taillights are fading I see You're already gone I'm half of who I used to be 
One Mississippi Lipstick on a coffee cup I know I should wash it up But maybe I Just wait here for a little while Run my fingers round the top Where your lips were I just stop Cause I you wanted to kind of shake things up a little bit creatively, so you've gone with a new production team. And did you guys jump on a bus and actually go to your hometown of Paris, Illinois, to kind of so you, so the people that were working with you could kind of get a better feel for who you are and where you come from, where you wanted those songs to come from? Yeah, because I think I like I've, I've said in this is identity is everything for an artist, as you know. Like I mean, when you when you hear your favorite artist, I mean you know exactly who that is when you hear him, and I think a big part of that is where they come from the story that they're telling and, and, uh, the heart of, of the place that, uh, these songs are born. And that is for me is the Midwest. Um, it's a unique place to grow up and I wanted to be a voice for the, the heart of the heartland, you know? And, and so I wanted to, to take people to that place. And so I took the, my producers there and before we went to Chicago, um, to record it, I wanted to go to Paris and let them see and feel the, the streets and the, and the the downtown square that's kind of falling apart, but still has the soul uh, of that small town and in the and the and the kind of hospitality of Midwest hospitality that's way different than the South hospitality that you would get in Nashville. Say it's it's just its own thing, and you can only really feel and see that if you go there and uh, you see the way people um, interact with um, each other and with me. You know, because they can you know you can see my old stories going with them, and so that was really important. And then. We went up to Chicago, which is, you know, one of my favorite cities in the world. And we got to record there, which was way outside the zone of recording in Nashville, which is the best. You know, Nashville is Music City, and I've made all my records here. But I wanted to push to give another uh, outlook on, on my music. And I think I needed to go to a different place and, uh, and and not even be thinking about what I've thought about making records before. But this is, this is uh, a whole nother um, way of looking at creating music, and it was the best thing I've ever done. The album is called Sunday Drive. It is out uh, July 10th. You've already, as we're doing this podcast, recording this podcast, five songs um, have been kind of pre-released. And the one I really wanted to ask about was Good Day. I know it was written before the pandemic, but oh my God, it and the video just mm. absolutely fit for the for the times that we're in right now. Yeah, it was. this song was um, kind of, came from a place when I was trying to change my outlook on, on the way I looked at life from the, you know, you know, it's easy to, to find the negative things in your life and look at that. And I was like, man, I, I don't want to look at the world that way anymore. And not that I always did, but I think we all are guilty of easily finding the negative things. And I wanted to do less of that. And I said, I'm going to choose to have a good day and I'm, I'm just going to put my best foot forward and have a good day. And so I think that was a powerful message. And then all this pandemic came along and I was like, Man, I hope this this song can really uh, help some people through this because I think even in these times, even when you're in everything that's going on in the world, it's like putting your best self forward and 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 being there for yourself and being there for others. And I think this song is uh, is a great testament to that. And and uh, I just want to continue to send that message to everybody and myself. And I I think that's what music's about. I think I'll start my morning with Sinatra. 
Let those blue eyes speak to me Skip all the things that I don't want to And let my mind wander free It's 42 cold and rainy And something's got me thinking maybe It's gonna be a good day I don't know why but it feels like Love's coming my way And the sun ain't even shining If the world gonna keep on spinning Better keep spinning on my way I gotta feel it It's gonna be a good day At the leaves and how the turn. Does this album represent you more than Just any like other? Oh, yeah. And I would say that's what any artist will tell you if you ask that, but being the journey that I would uh, I can say I've been on and I've grown up making this album, and it was, hmm. it's so much. I mean, when, when people hear, and you can hear a taste of it already, but when everybody hears it, you're going to hear a major difference i think in a, in a, in a good way and, and like i said you can tell i grew up in a, in a way that's um it's just a deeper layer um and a lot more vulnerable side to me and and yes it's 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 me stepping outside of the of the boundaries of fear and 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 uh showing up in a way that i've never showed up before so um yes is the answer <laughs> <laughs> and my wife would hit me on the head if i didn't ask because like where the heart is crowd my mind it uh it sounds like you're still a guy searching for the perfect girl um you know uh you know maybe at one point (laughs) in my life i was looking for the perfect everything what i've learned now is then i'll look for what's perfect or what makes me whole you know there's a song about this called the one you need and it's a really really good special song Just opening up to the idea of just being myself or somebody and, and uh, having someone that's there for you, but also the idea that, that I could be that for somebody, be the, the one that somebody needs and, and uh, be the rock for them is, I think, another thing is giving myself uh, the grace a little bit to, to realize that I think that's important. So I think it's, uh, it's just a little bit, you know, more realistic to the, there are, I've always been a love song guy and not necessarily been in love, I guess I would say, but I, I, uh, now this album is really the opening up to the, um, allowing myself to, to just be who I am. And I think, uh, I think that's, that's doing a lot for me. So when you fly too high, when you sing too deep, when you lost Falling stars Don't lie 
it was probably looking for the perfect girl. That's the wrong thing. Perfection is unattainable, and that's one of the things that you have talked a lot about as you've gone through, you know, kind of dealing with with your anxieties, allowing yourself to be imperfect and just, you know, kind of accept things and and yourself how you are. Oh, yeah, it's huge. That's everything. I mean, that's once you get that idea in your head, and um, it doesn't mean it's a magic wand, but um, once you really do start to, to just accept yourself for who you are, man. That's a, that's a that's that's the golden ticket, man. That's a, that'll slowly get you to where you're heading in the right direction. Even on the days where you feel like you take some steps back, I mean, that's that's where it's at, and that's where I've that's the direction I've taken on this album. That's the step I've taken, and it's it's uh, not only made me a better artist and musician, but a better person, and and uh, that's all I really care about. Uh, Brett, thank you for for taking time. I love the fact that not only do you recognize that life is a journey, but you're all about being on it. And I, I think it's just uh-huh. it's so cool. And the and the way that you've uh, shared and continue to share your life, I can't wait to see how much more you grow as an artist. And I can't wait to hear this album. Since uh, this is a songwriter podcast, give me a song off of the album to send it out with that you're particularly proud of the writing on. Um. Obviously, I would say the whole body of work, but I would say um, <laughs> the the uh, oh man, <laughs> I think that there's a song called "The One You Need" on this, and and "Crowd My Mind." I really like "Crowd My Mind's out there now, um, and "Crowd My Mind" is uh, it's a very vulnerable song, and uh, I would say that's that's one of them right there. Sun comes up on the coastline. Watch your shadow dance on the red sky Feel your hair run through my fingers All your memory, how it lingers And not a day goes by I don't need your smile I don't feel your heart in every mile Empty streets and whistling pines But not a day goes by You don't crowd my mind Brett, thank you so much. All right, thank you, brother. And uh, hopefully I'll get to see you soon. We'll go fishing and, and talk more songwriting. Would love to get you out here and take you fishing or whatever. So uh, be good, man. Looking forward to the album. You too, brother. Thank you. All right. See you. See you soon. So broke you could see through me. Yeah, when Brett was an up-and-coming artist, he came out to Sacramento quite a bit, and a couple of different times we took him fishing out on the Sacramento River, and once on uh, on a lake near here for some bass fishing, and also set him up with some trips in the Sierra. He loves to fish. I'm just saying, if he's in your area and you're dialed into the fishing scene, you might want to let Brett's people know he's got kind of a fishing problem. And again, I can't thank him enough for joining us on Write You a Song, and I can't thank you enough for listening uh, as well. If you like the show, I hope you can give it a positive rating. Please share it. And at the start of the show, I referenced how Brett is kind of a staple on country radio. Well, just as a songwriter, next month's guest is every bit a staple and then some.
If you can't, then you just free fall.